Hi, my name is Dr. Carmen. Welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Carmen, where we talk about all things health, mental health, and physical wellness. Today, we are talking about five ways to take care of yourself as a caregiver. Um, Being a caregiver entails a lot of things, including being responsible for a lot of things, motivating the person you're caring for, making sure the person that you're caring for gets the best quality health and well-being, advocating for them with services and getting them to the doctor, um, as well as maintaining a household. For many of you who are sandwiched between kids and retirement or kids going off to school and retirement and working, all of those things can make being a caregiver quite stressful. So I wanted to share with you five ways to take care of yourself as a caregiver. I know, you. when do you have time to take care of yourself, especially if you still have children to care for, as well as yourself and your spouse or your partner. But if you've ever flown an airplane, you may remember the safety instructions. You probably know it by heart at this point, but it goes like this. In the event of an accident or an event, you will see the oxygen mask drop in front of you. Please put on the oxygen mask on your face first before attempting to help anyone else. Hello, people. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first before attempting to help anyone else. Even if you've never been on an airplane, does this make sense to you? Does this ring a bell about why you need to put the oxygen on first? First of all, if you're not getting oxygen, you're not going to be functioning. Your brain's not going to be functioning to help you, to help anybody else. So you can't do anything, okay? You can't help you. You can't help your your loved ones on the plane with you. You can't help anyone next to you on the plane in community with you. So you might believe it's simple to follow, but it isn't simple for everyone. For one of those who care about others, they're always prone to disobey this instruction. Okay, I, all right, I admit it. I'm guilty of doing the same thing and I have to take a pause and try to help myself first. What do I need? And then go back and make sure I'm doing all the things. Um, You might wish to put your loved one's safety first. Um, Take your parents, for example. In most cases, they may wish to put the mask on the children first before putting it on themselves. This is a beautiful expression of affection and care for children, but it has dangers. A father may pass out from lack of oxygen before succeeding in securing his child's oxygen mask. Both the parent and the child are at risk if this occurs. Do we see the benefit of following this instruction? Yes, of course we do. Okay, I know you guys are with me. I know you guys are smart. I'm just trying to get you to stop and think and put some things in place so you don't have to think twice about it. That's why they give you these instructions so frequently. So it's automatic. You know to do this first. So let's get out of the airplane. Let's take this to everyday life situations. Would you believe me if I told you that you can still benefit from following the same basic instructions? Yes, you can. You totally can. One area you can benefit from 
applying this information is in caregiving. So let's zoom in on the particulars about this, okay? The importance of taking care of yourself and caring for others can be a gratifying experience. Being there for loved ones when they need you is a core value, something most caregivers want to do. I get you. I understand. I even love you for it. Caregiving, though, can take a toll on your physical and emotional well-being. Stress, which can be cause burnout, afflicts most caregivers. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Yes, I'm going to say it again. Stress, which can cause burnout, affects most caregivers. Over time, a caregiver's health may deteriorate and their joy diminishes. And I'll tell you a story about a friend of mine. Um, She was in her late 80s, I want to say at that time, caregiving for a husband with Parkinson's and constantly picking that person up off the ground after multiple falls before agreeing to get some help in the house. My friend wound up with rotator cuff damages, bruises, bumps, soreness, difficulty walking at times because she was so beat up from picking up someone who is almost twice her size, even with the Parkinson's. So yes, she loved her spouse. Yes, it gave her joy to help him. But this was difficult. It was also difficult to watch them go through this. So let's go back to the airplane safety instructions. First, help yourself. Then help others. Yes, we can only be effective in helping others if we first help ourselves. An important and often overlooked thing is caregivers can do to help themselves is to, you know, put things in place beforehand. Neglecting to do so will only hurt you in the long run. So number one, practice self-compassion. I know it feels good to help other people, but again, you have to be compassionate on yourself too as part of self-care. The basis of self-care is being kind to yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back for handling the hard task of caregiving. Maybe you're very critical of your efforts, but learn ways to move away from the critic in you. Instead, give yourself time, even if it's only a few minutes a day, to care for yourself. I was talking to another client today who is not only caregiving for a spouse with in-stage COPD, but also for a parent with dementia talking and talking and talking to convince this person, even to give themselves 20 minutes a week, 30 minutes a week. Although I feel that it should be 20, 30 minutes every day to be still, to be quiet, to relax, to chill, to let go of the cares for herself, her loved ones, just be, to do some pleasurable things to refill the tank. But we have to start somewhere. So we started 20, 30 minutes a week. And if we can build it into more, 
If we can utilize other supports, which we have been putting into place, that will give you more respite time. Another person is caregiving for a spouse and is themselves physically uh, deteriorating um, due to various issues. So they can't caregive to the level that they would have if they were in better physical condition. It just is what it is. But sometimes the worst part is being self-compassionate and saying, I need to elicit some more help from other services that can come in and help me do the things with toileting and, you know, grooming and housekeeping and elicit some help from other people within the household who can do the other things that this person was used to doing but now cannot because of so much pain from physical ailments so practice self-care when you do this you can focus and be more productive on the person you're caring for the ends end up benefiting your care person as well as yourself number two give yourself needed space and time all right so this goes back to the last part of what i was saying about being self-compassionate and taking care of yourself no matter how much you love to be of service know that everyone has a limit you have a limit i'm gonna say that again you have a limit and you need to know where your line is and when you have to step back a little bit, refresh, refill, and move on. Do not succumb to burnout by forgetting about your personal need. Were you so busy doing all the things that you missed your medications? Were you so busy doing all the things that you missed taking your walk that will help you to move better and oil up the joints so that you don't hurt as much from arthritis? Did you miss making your lunch um, and making your breakfast or something healthy for you because you were so busy doing for others? When you need to unwind, take a break. Take a break even more so when the person you're caring for has a terminal or chronic illness. Dealing with this can be difficult. Um, that is an understatement. I, I especially when it's a chronic significant illness, terminal, including dementia, and they're deteriorating mind and body, you really need to remember to take care of yourself. You may experience more emotional drain because of your attachment to the person who is sick. So look for ways to refill your cup. So for example, it's said that taking deep breaths helps us to relax. Why not incorporate this into your routine? When you take time for yourself, you become more attentive to your needs. Once you know these, you can fulfill them. In the end, you'll end up happier as well as the person you care for. Number three, set goals to keep healthy. Caregivers who are sick cannot carry out their duties. Caregivers who are sick, hear me now, cannot carry out their duties. You must be in top physical condition to perform at your best. This is another key part of self-care. How can you look after yourself? Set goals for yourself to stay healthy. 
Getting a good night's sleep could be one of them. Also, staying active can be another. Exercising daily has many benefits and rewards. Um, they can help keep your blood pressure down. They can help lower your stress levels. They can help you to maintain your mobility, to maintain your brain functioning, because as we get older, it's more and more important to get more oxygen to the brain. And when we are doing things like walking, like aerobic kinds of exercises, like muscle building exercises, we can get more oxygen to the brain so the brain can function. Again, put the oxygen mask on yourself. Having regular checkups is also part of this. I cannot tell you how many caregivers neglect their own checkups, neglect follow-ups, especially if they have health issues of their own with their primary care doctor for diabetes, for high blood pressure, if they have you know, other ailments like high cholesterol or lung disease, things that they need to see a professional more regularly. They don't do that. They get more worn down. They get more run down. And then all of a sudden they can't help themselves, let alone the person they're caring for. So when we're looked after, we can perform better and it has to start with you. Number four, engage in enjoyable leisure activities. So reading a book, taking a warm bath are examples of leisure activities. For one of my clients, it's going to Bible study and managing spiritual pursuits because that keeps that person more online. It keeps them more evenly balanced. They're better able to manage the stress that comes with caregiving and doing life. So find activities aside from work that you'll enjoy and take part in them. This can ease the stress you might experience while giving care. And the last tip is number five. Number five is maintain social connections. Again, Part of that is for that one client I mentioned through Bible study and getting together with like-minded people who can be encouraging, who can bring some laughter and joy into your life and not just constantly focusing on the tasks that you have at hand, which can at times feel like so many tasks. Mm -hmm. For another client, it's getting to go out to eat lunch with a certain friend at a certain restaurant each week that is fulfilling and for, for refreshing for them but they need a little bit more so we are working on the more so what else could it be could it be a book club could it be painting I have another client that paints and that is freeing relaxing and calming for them so keep open channels of communication with your family and friends, share things and challenges you face. The sport, support they give can aid you if you have challenges. It can also prevent you from burning out. You might work as a professional caregiver or be caring for a loved one. As stated earlier, remember that your dedicated efforts may exhaust you. For this reason, taking steps to recharge your batteries is only prudent. So the takeaway here, if you get nothing else out of this segment of the podcast, is that you need to look after yourself as well as those you care for. Doing so will keep you healthy. 
and happy, and it will ensure that your loved ones receive the attention they need. And it will give them needed energy to carry on with your important work. So I hope this is helpful for you. I hope that some of you will put this into practice. If you do, drop me an email at info at drcarmensears.com. Or if you share this out on socials, um, you can um, hashtag Dr. K Mind Body. and share it out with a note to me, tag me in it. You can also send me a voice memo in the Spotify um, if you would like to drop me a line about that. And whatever you do, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and to rate and review it. Thank you so much and help me get the word out there to destigmatize mental health issues because mental health is mental and emotional wellness. I love you and I'll talk to you next week.